Welcome back to another edition of the Sean Light Podcast. My name is Sean Light. I'm the CEO of 4A Health, and I am releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to answer one question. How can health and fitness professionals rise above the rest to become recognized as a leader in our industry, all while being paid what you are worth and building a ridiculously exciting financial future? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Another episode of the Sean Light Podcast here. Uh, up over 18,000 listens at this point. So, uh, you know, as always, when when we hit a little milestone like that, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just beyond grateful and thankful for everything that you guys do. And, uh, and you know, I think you, I think you guys all should be patting yourselves on the back. Uh, there's so many consistent listeners to this podcast uh, that it really goes to show that that you guys are practicing what we're preaching uh, and trying to take things to the next level. And I think that's so amazing. I think it's so beautiful that I have the opportunity to be able to help people do that and every single day provide some source of some resource for you to just a little kick in the butt a little spark to get things rolling today what we're going to chat about uh is results uh, and this has been a really pivotal topic i guess is the word uh, throughout my career and the reason being is when I first started, when I first got into this career, I was so far behind everybody else. And, you know, I mean, like, you know, you know, when you just start something and you're just looking up at the mountains, huge mountain in front of you of knowledge and information or this huge journey uh, that 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 you guys can that you guys can go on. And uh, like, it's just it's so daunting to look at, look up at the mountain and see these things. And, and I remember seeing all of these exercise science degree guys and, uh, ATCs, and they just knew so much more than me. And I knew that, I knew that for my entire career, the question that I was always going to get was about my degree in journalism. Uh, I, I always knew that was going to be an issue, but what I knew more than anything was that people were in this game for results. So I would think about in the beginning of my career, I would say, look, I'm trying to get to the NBA, okay? And I know that the the reason that an NBA GM would hire a strength and conditioning coach is because they're they're trying to get some sort of result, right? And in order to in order to best hedge their bet and try to get the person in in the position that they believe is most qualified, they're going to they're going to list out these qualifications that they believe that this ideal person who could deliver this result would would have. Uh, and that's going to be a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, a PhD, you know, a dual certification, an ATC or PT as well. And, uh, you know, all of these different things, they're going to they're going to list them out, right? Because they're simply hedging their bets. Now, I knew that my mountain would be higher because I wouldn't have a lot of that. And what, what was also interesting was that I was completely against paying my dues. Uh, you know, I was never somebody, I've always been somebody who's, who craved being different. It was somebody who did not want to uh, follow the trend. And I also didn't believe a lot of people in, in a lot of instances. And when I would see, you know, on the, uh, I remember applying for the San Antonio Spurs strength and conditioning job. Uh, and this was, this was before I was ever even with the Arizona Diamondbacks. It was just an absolute Hail Mary. But I remember it said, you have to have 10 years of experience working with elite level basketball players. Uh, and quite frankly, 
I don't believe that. I don't think that is an absolute requirement. I think they're hedging their bets, trying to find the right person. Uh, but so for for in my world, I knew that what I needed to do was number one, I needed to be capable of producing the result that these people were going to be after. Okay, I had to find a way to produce that result, and more than likely, I was going to have to be, I was going to have to be significantly better at producing that result. For example, when I was in when I was in college. I was down in uh, down in West Virginia. It was the first, I went to I went to WVU for two years before I transferred to Quinnipiac, and I was sitting in the, our head coach's office, John Beeline. A couple of you guys probably know who John Beeline is. Uh, he was the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers last year. Uh, he was the coach at Michigan for a while. He actually left after my freshman year at West Virginia to go to Michigan, and I'm sitting in his office and we're having a little conversation. And uh, I was I was a walk on. At, at West Virginia. And, and basically, and we were having this conversation and he said that in order for me to play in a game at WVU, I was going to have to be significantly better than a scholarship player in order to get in the game. And what, what do you want to call that? Politics, what, whatever it is that you want to call that. It is what it is. Like, that's just the way that that just the way that it works. Like the coaches have invested uh, money into, you know, whatever the cost of tuition, out-of-state tuition at West Virginia was, they invested that in everybody. There's only 13 scholarships, and, uh, you know, they have to keep these guys happy. There's there's repercussions for a scholarship player uh, leaving the program. Uh, so there's a lot of logistics and a lot of factors that are going into uh, my ability to get on the court. So he said I'd have to be significantly better to get on the court. And I understood that. I wasn't bitter about it. I, 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 understood, I absolutely got where he was coming from. But the same thing was happening here, right? Like if I'm going to be a journalism degree and I'm not going to, I'm not going to want to pay my dues in these quote unquote requirements that probably aren't requirements, if I don't meet these, I'm going to have to really prove my, my worth and really prove my mettle. So I had to be somebody who could definitely do it. I couldn't just talk the talk. I had to actually prove what I was doing. And what's interesting is that's what really led me down the road of neurology is because I found I found that mo the the traditional way of acquiring a job okay or acquiring a certain salary or whatever uh, was to take a an entry level gig and just stay there for a while and work your way up okay and this is this is the anti Sean that's just not how I roll I'm absolutely not going to be spending a lot of time I, I don't want to spend a lot of time if I got to do what I got to do but I if I don't think I have to do it I'm I'm going to do everything in my power to not do it and that's what I felt was happening so I felt so I started really looking and, and diving behind, uh, like really looking under the hood and being really objective about what things were happening. And I would, I would watch strength and conditioning coaches. And I, I, you know, when we were worked in baseball, I got the opportunity to see a lot of other strength coaches work in the NBA. I got to see even more they, strength coaches would bring the players into the weight room before the games on the road. And we would do the same when we were on the road. Uh, and so I got to see all of these strength coaches go to work and do these things. And I would always be very curious about like what kind of results are you actually getting like what are you actually producing uh, in these in these guys and uh, you know I would look at these NBA guys the NBA strength coaches and see how long they've been there or how they actually got there and I would wonder uh, I'd really wonder if they were actually producing results because a lot of most people do a very similar brand of strength and conditioning but not a lot of people are getting results if we really boiled it down to the the to how many strength coaches are actually producing legitimate results? I don't think it's as much as we would like to give a, give everybody credit for. Uh, and 
there's a number of reasons for that. I think there's it's it's a lack of passion. I think it's a lack of people, you know, a lack of creativity, a lack of understanding that they don't have to follow the system, uh, you know, fear of the unknown, all these things that all boil into, into this pot. Uh, and so when I started looking at neurology, when I, when, and I really all started, uh, when I was working in baseball and just watching, uh, watching the, watching the guys throw, watching the guys hit and, and wondering, uh, you know, how much of that did I create? How much of that did I help? How much of what I'm doing right now is helping? How much of these guys changed since I've been here, and when I first started, of course, I was following the the model. I would my first workouts for the Diamondbacks. I would literally just plug in, plug and play the following: uh, an upper body. I would do two two or three upper body pulls, one upper body push. I would do I would do core, uh, two or three core exercises, and then I would do uh, transverse plane action in the in the lower in the lower half, lower body transverse plane or triplanar movement. I'm sorry. So three different exercises in the lower body for, and I would just plug in, plug it into a chart and just rock and roll. There was really no rhyme or reason of how that was happening. I was just following the system as many strength and conditioning coaches do. They just get a program and they follow the system. So I start learning about the brain and I start realizing that most people, 99.9% of the industry of the world just absolutely disregards this thing. Uh, and I found that to be interesting because there's nobody on this planet who doesn't find the brain to be a highly important organ in the body. Uh, and the command center, if I ask any, any strength coach, what's the command center of the body that everybody's going to say the brain, right? But for some reason, we don't pay any attention to it inside of the weight room. Uh, and you know, I, I think about, I think about when, when, when I was a college basketball player and my, my college basketball free throw percentage was, I believe it was 41%. Okay. Which is horrendous. It's, it is, you basically are the worst free throw shooter in NBA history. Okay. And if I took and now, if I took that, if I took 10 free throws in, in a college game, they're saying that I'm going to make 4.1 of them. Okay. If I went out where nobody was watching and put them, put myself, uh, you know, out in my backyard, shot 10 free throws, really strong chance, chance I'm going to make 10. If I don't make 10, I'm going to make eight or nine. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make them. Uh, and what's interesting is that we, as in the strength and conditioning world, we don't, we don't, we just look the other way on that. We, just kind of say like, oh, well, he's, he's mentally weak or I don't know, like, you know, he just, he, you know, he's stage fright. I don't know. Like it's, it's not really in my, in my wheelhouse now or am I under my scope? And if you look at, if we, if we talk about like, what's the, what's the definition of a strength and conditioning coach? It's to improve the performance of an individual. It doesn't have to be an athlete, just improve the performance of an individual. Now, and our, our job, we deal with the body. We're, we're making changes to the body to improve performance. Now, uh, if you don't think that the brain and neurology falls under that scope, please, please pick another profession uh, because you're way, way off. Okay. Uh, the, the brain is absolutely massive. And if, and, and, and if you can't see the different, like the big, the big change from the game environment to the, to the, like just in my backyard or in an empty gym, that's a really big, that's a really big thing. And, and I don't think, I, I think that most, if I started to pull strength and conditioning coaches and ask them, I think they would think that they didn't, they, they didn't have the, the tool set, uh, the toolkit, the tool set, the set of tools to, 
produce the necessary change from uh, from that end and or if with you know to change that parameter uh, when in reality we absolutely have that we we absolutely have that skill set and we're we're working we're doing it every single day whether you know it or not uh, and you might not be doing it the right way which was incredible so when i was up and coming in strength and conditioning i realized this i realized how important the brain was i realized that most people were just beating a dead horse most people were just trying to force their way through a brick wall that was never going to move or they were just go it was going to move at once every three months and then they'd be able to make a little change but f they would just be making themselves happy about how the workout looked and for me knowing that i'm the walk-on and strength and conditioning that's actually i actually really like that term I'm, I'm the strength and conditioning walk-on uh where i was not i don't have a scholarship into this i don't have a degree i have to prove myself more than everybody else they said well look this is an incredible opportunity for me to learn this stuff learn how to actually apply it and then be able to start communicating that to these NBA general managers to show how much further ahead I am uh, than anybody else that you're going to hire. And being a confident person, a good speaker, uh, I have good presentation skills. I'm able to, uh, I'm able to display that and demonstrate that in an interview setting. And I would, I would create PowerPoints and uh, and like real presentations to go into these interviews. I would come to them with with binders for every single person who's going to be in there because I knew that I was going to have to go through some process in order to make that happen. Okay. So, uh, so when I started understanding that the brain was that big of a deal, I had to, I had to kind of develop my own little system, right? I had to find, because this system didn't exist. Everybody was following FMS or PRI or FRC. Like that was really the, the main components of what everybody was doing. And so I had to come up with my own little system. And when I'm, when I'm sitting there, I'm like looking at it and I've had some experiences and, and, you know, plugging and playing and trying new things. Uh, I started realizing what was happening was if I was really doing a good job, you know, manipulating the neurology. I was taking all, I was allowing the individual in front of me to access all of their potential. Okay. And I call and, and, and I started realizing that what I'm getting them to is the, the max that, that their body permits them to have. It's the, the maximum amount of performance that they were born with their genetic maximum. Okay, we talk about genetics and we talk about how some people like LeBron James, he just has, you know, genetically speaking, he's a freak. Okay, he's an incredible athlete. I do not possess the same skill set uh, as I do not possess the same skill set as LeBron James. So uh, genetically speaking, we're trying to get everybody to their peak. And if you don't play with neurology, if you're not able to manipulate neurology, you simply you simply will never get there. I mean, it's like period, end of story. So I started creating this gen genetic maximum model. I called it Gen Max. Uh, and I started figuring out a way to be always dealing with uh, manipulating the neurology to make sure that the brain was doing the right things when I needed them to do it. Uh, and I found ways to measure it. I found ways to improve it. I found ways to solidify and fortify these new mental uh you know, these new neural pathways that we're creating. And then I found ways to apply it to strength and conditioning and, and found ways to take this, uh, take these windows that were created, these windows of genetic maximum performance and health, take those windows and now apply strength and conditioning to it. Look, guys, this is what strength and conditioning is. There really is no other way around it. And what you'll see as you peel back the layers on this model is that we don't really give you a model. We really give you the 
way that the body works, we give you an umbrella in which to program under. Like when you leave the GenMax work, uh, the GenMax seminar, you're not going to come out of there with an entirely new way of programming. You're going to come out. Your your clients may never even notice the difference in your in your workouts, but the way that you structure the little tweaks that you make, you'll change a anti rotation press into a single leg stance anti rotation press because you understand what it means to get somebody to their genetic peak, right? Getting to the highest level of performance, the highest level of health imaginable, and that is what Gen Max is all about. We're finding a way to get to this person's specific peak. That is Gen Max. Okay. So uh, what I want you what I want you all to start understanding is, and start looking into is the brain. I want you to start finding ways to understand this better and find ways to apply it into what you're doing. And if you really want to take it to the next level, We'll see you at Gen Max and Gen Max Virtual uh, in December. And if you're listening to this years from now, uh, you can uh, actually. Uh, who knows how you'll be able to find it years from now? But uh, we'll certainly still have this event available to you. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, start looking at the brain. Start looking at uh, def- uh, creating results in your life. Uh, creating results for the people that that uh, will ultimately dictate your future and then find a way to communicate them guys that's this is this is a results game this is a value game and actually that actually remind, remind me of one other thing what was interesting about all of this was as you heard in episode 100 i ended up getting fired from my job with the lakers okay and if you want to hear more about that story go to episode 100 i'll break that down for you but uh, when i left Came out, came back to New York, and I started picking up. I, I didn't have any money coming in, obviously, so I picked up a couple personal training clients because I wanted to just keep some revenue going. And I was just, you know, playing around, and I really wasn't taking it all that seriously. And then I started, I started something, I started doing something, sort of raising my prices, okay. And then I would raise them a little more and a little more and a little more. And what was interesting was that nobody blinked. Nobody blinked at all. And then I started realizing that people were willing to pay me because I could drive more results than anybody else. I knew exactly what was going on inside of each individual's brain. I could mesh with any individual because of that knowledge. And then because of that, I could take my strength and conditioning knowledge, apply it in that fashion, and then all of a sudden I'm generating more results than anybody else. We started. We I stopped increasing my prices when I got up to five hundred dollars per hour for a two hour minimum. Okay, I stopped there because uh, I had gotten to this point where I was like, it's so clear to me how underpaid personal trainers and strength coaches are. I should take that back. How underpaid good strength and conditioning coaches and personal trainers are and athletic trainers. When you work under the umbrella of somebody else, if you work under the ownership of a franchise, if you work under the uh, front office, the executive, the corporate uh, umbrella of an Equinox or a, of a crunch, you're, if you're a good trainer, if you're good at what you do, you are incredibly underpaid. Uh, and, and that's because nobody's ever really taught you this value system. Nobody's ever really taught you uh, about results. And, and, and you don't really, you've never even been exposed to the fact that people just want a result. And if you're able to give them that result better than anybody else, they're going to pay you whatever you're worth. And once I started figuring that out, once I started coming up to $500 an hour, I started saying, 
I have to teach this to other people because th- like this is my this is why I'm here. My I am here to show you uh, that people will pay that you can if you're able to produce the results then you're automatically going to be, uh, you, you'll you'll just be paid, right? And I think too many people are relying on mediocre programming and mediocre, uh, you know, mediocre uh, just fitness in general and hoping that somehow it's going to matriculate and marinate uh, over time into a really good salary or eventually get them to their goals. And it just, it just simply doesn't work that way. And the reason that it doesn't work that way is because there's people like me out there that are going to ruin that for you because we're going to get the results and then everybody that you're working with is going to come see me. And then if they don't, if, if, if I decide I don't want to see them, I'm going to send them to somebody that it works under my umbrella so they can get the result from that person. Okay. And that's why we created the Gen Max model. That's why we created the Gen Max course is because we wanted to have, we wanted to create, I wanted to be the first thing that anybody can take inside of under our umbrella, the 4A health umbrella. We wanted to create something where you could have that information so that when you left, when you go out, you're now capable, you now have the skill set and the tools to go produce the same results that I did in order to get me from MBA strength coach or from journalism to MBA strength coach to $500 an hour to now owning my own company, CEO, uh, incredibly successful global company, clients from all over the world. Uh, and and I want to show you how to do the exact same thing. But it, it has to start with being able to produce the results. And I think that if you're objectively looking at, 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 your, at, at your program, I think you'll see, and, and this is what I've been trying to demonstrate to so many people for the for however long now, is that I'm trying to show you that there's a huge hole in your game, and that's your understanding of neurology, single leg stance, respiration, uh, and then applying that to strength and conditioning. That is where most people are struggling, uh, and I really want you to see that so that you can fill that gap over at Gen Max. All right, guys. Went a little bit longer there with a little extra rant, but nothing wrong with a little more value. So uh, with that, folks, have an absolutely stellar day. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Sean Light Podcast. But if you're still not satisfied and you still want to take things to an even higher level, head on over to GenMaxSeminar.com and check out the upcoming GenMax virtual experience that's coming December 5th and 6th to a computer near you. This is is the first time we've ever done this in a virtual experience, in a virtual setting. Uh, And quite frankly, it might be the last time that you can experience from a virtual setting. So no matter where you are in the world, you can join us December 5th and 6th for the Gen Max virtual experience. Now, this course is your benchmark. It is your measuring stick for how well you are able to produce results and how well you have mastered the world of exercise science. This is going to show you where you are at, and it's going to fill any holes uh, that that have yet to be filled with the education that you've experienced up to this point. Now, if you've been listening to my material, which obviously that you have, uh, you probably understand by now that there's there's a huge gap in most of our understandings from a neurology perspective. There's also a huge gap from single leg stance, respiratory mechanics, and then pulling that all into an unbelievable strength and conditioning program. Okay. And that's what Gen Max is all about. It's about taking the people that you work with, whether that be athletes, whether that be general population, and achieving their genetic max. 
That's why it's called Gen Max. We're trying to take them to the highest level of both health and performance because there's so much carryover between those two sections, okay? Whether it's health or whether it's performance, they both translate roughly the same. And that's what Gen Max is all about, is trying to show you what that looks like, how that presents on a human body, how that presents from movement, how that presents from a neurological perspective. Uh, and by the time you leave Gen Max, you are going to be able to not only implement everything that you learned immediately, because we have these unbelievably cool flow charts uh, that will allow you to find out exactly where your client is uh, and know exactly what to do uh, based on the flow charts that you'll fill out throughout the throughout the weekend. Uh, but not only will you be able to easily apply it right away, you'll be able to deliver the results that got me, that allowed me to accelerate my career at an absolute explosive pace. And like I like I always say, when I first started, this was all about producing results. I knew that I was in a results game. If I was able to produce more results than anybody else, it didn't matter what my qualifications were. It didn't matter that I had a degree in journalism. It didn't matter that I hadn't paid my dues yet. People pay for results. Successful trainers are able to deliver them, and that's what the Gen Max is all about. It's giving you the exact pr program that I used to expedite my career so that you can do the exact same thing. So head on over to GenMaxSeminar.com to sign up, save your seat. The first 200 people who sign up for Gen Max are going to get an insane list of bonuses and better than anything uh, they're going to get a free ticket to any in-person gen max that we will host over the next 18 months once the once the pandemic lifts and we're able to have live courses again anybody can come to uh you can come to if the for the first 200 people that sign up for the gen max virtual experience they'll be able to get a free ticket to any in-person Gen Max course over the next 18 months. Uh, you can look you can look far and wide across the internet uh, and across the continuing education landscape and you will not find a, a deal as juicy and as wonderful as this. I challenge you to find it. Uh, you certainly will not. So head on over to genmaxseminar.com. Take advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get your CEUs, to get your education, to level up and become somebody who's able to produce results quicker, better, and faster than anybody else in the industry. genmaxseminar.com, folks. We'll see you there.